Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for all you are. Lord, for all you reveal yourself to be, all you reveal the Father to be, and, and Lord, we thank you too for your Holy Spirit that, Lord, because you have been glorified, you sent him to our earth, and so we can experience, Lord, what you told us, what you promised us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I had a particularly difficult summer uh, this summer, having to face things in ministry that I hadn't faced in 15 years. And things were not right in my soul because of the tumult and confusion that it left inside of me. And when you're in vocational ministry and have to uh, minister formally on a weekly basis, it's very easy to tell when things are not right inside because you lose inspiration and with that you lose motivation. And when that happens, uh, work doesn't stop, of course. In fact, it seems to pile up because you're not as efficient and, and it becomes daunting. And you pray and nothing seems to happen, but you plug on despite your feelings and lack of inspiration and keep reading God's word and trusting that God will make things clear eventually as he always does. And he does when you are really desperate enough to take the time to come to him to put everything else aside and to listen. He is a faithful God. And he began to speak to me in that time through my devotional. My regular habit is uh, reading God's word, reading a, a devotional, reading Psalms in the morning and praying. And in the devotional, Oswald Chambers wrote, we talk about prayer as if God heard us irrespective of the fact of our relationship to him. Never say it is not God's will to give you what you ask. Don't sit down and faint, but find out the reason. In other words, when you sense something is wrong, then search your heart for what it is. That is what God wants us to do when he withholds his voice or his blessing or his inspiration from us. He wants us to look inside with his help and, and to see what needs his work. He wants us to see and confess what is wrong and submit to him asking for his help. When something is wrong inside of us, there are numbers of ways that manifests and maybe being irritable or angry or simply having a bad attitude. Perhaps we wrongfully lash out at someone or just have anxiety or depression. We must look inside. We must confess and repent of any sin that we know of, but we have to find out the why behind it. What's behind it? Look inward with God's light, not looking at what others did wrong, but what is behind how we are acting or reacting? And things are not that hard to find when we look inside with God's light. We find sin, repent, and we receive his forgiveness, and we move on. Again, but the why of the manifest, manifesting sin is, is the deeper issue, the deeper problem. How did we get to that point? When we ask that, 
it will almost always come back to something lacking in our relationship to God. Often trust and obedience. The point from which I had become spiritually unhealthy was revealed to me the very next day that I sought God. I awakened with a scripture verse from Exodus 28, the one that we read. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. And when I wake up with a verse, especially a verse like that, I, I have to contemplate it. I know it came from the Lord. And I considered that verse, and I tried to think back to the last time that I took a real Sabbath day rest. And it was a long time ago. And it was not that I had been overworking myself. I haven't been. It was simply that I had not taken a full, stay, full day's rest with the Lord. I had been busy occupying my mind with many things and had not allowed myself a time that I put all business aside, church and non-church, and rested in the presence of my eternal Lord. That is what the Sabbath is for, for rest, rest and refreshment. It is for the body, mind, and spirit. And rest and refreshment are gifts from God that we need to receive from Him and enjoy. God created it that way, and He created us that way. We need rest, and we need peace in order to rest. And peace comes from Jesus alone. Jesus said, of course, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Well, how does the world give peace? Well, the world gives peace in a temporary way and, and also a, real, a false way. It gives peace, temporary peace for a price, nothing permanent. Insurance companies sell it, so do investment firms and software companies and all kinds of companies, even car companies say it, sell it. If you listen to the commercials, peace and security is, is really um, even what our universities are selling. And politicians are trying to get your vote right now, promising uh, to bring peace through a better health care system. And then, of course, the government taxes us to, to offer it, but it is always lacking, and it's not eternal, and it's all a temporary and false security for a price. But Jesus gives the real and lasting peace freely, and therefore he alone can say, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. True peace is with him. True rest and refreshment also come only from Jesus. Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He said, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But how often do we go to him? 
to receive that rest, taking him at his word. How often do we do that? Or do we take the shortcut instead of providing ourselves with only temporary peace from other places? Having true peace in Jesus is one of the greatest witnesses that we can exhibit to the world today. Even back in the 1700s, John Wesley came to know Christ after seeing the peace that the Moravian Christians had had in a storm at sea when they crossed the Atlantic, when it looked like everyone would perish. They had peace that he didn't have, and that brought him to salvation. Today, our world is full of troubles, and the older we get, the more troubles we seem to acquire. And it's so easy to get anxious over many, many things. And what do we do with all our cares and anxiety? Well, I saw a short YouTube video relating to worry, and in it, someone was holding something weighty in their hand for a little while, and then they put it down. It's no problem if you pick it up now and then, and through your day and through your life, if you put the weighty thing down again, and that's what they were showing. But what if you pick that thing up and hold on to it for a very long time? What if you hold on to it for days and weeks and years? What if you carry that weight around with you always? Well, it will hinder other necessary activities. It will restrict you, weigh you down, and if you don't let go of it, it will take all your strength and paralyze your hand and arm and body. And it's the same thing with carrying worries around in your mind constantly. If you never let go, they will have a paralyzing effect on you. And we all see those effects on many of those all around us. Because as Oswald Chambers says, when we are awakened to the realities of life, true inner peace is impossible unless it is received from Jesus. He goes on, when our Lord speaks peace, he creates peace because the words that he speaks are always spirit and they are life. Have you ever received what Jesus speaks? My peace I give to you. A peace that comes from looking into Jesus's face and fully understanding and receiving his quiet contentment. As Christians, we must receive Christ's peace. Otherwise, we are not living out Christ's reality. How do we receive it? It's simple. We simply stop everything and go to him. How come we can get peace simply by looking to Jesus? It's because he is eternal and his work for us is finished. And if we are Christians, we are with him where he is and we are in him. And that's what really matters and we must recognize and reflect that. 
But we have to go to him in his eternality and his finished work and remember it often. We are safe and secure in his finished work alone as we look to him and as we put our whole trust in him alone. We must continually take the time in our lives to look at him and to listen to his word from his perspective and rest in him. And that is done through prayerful contemplation of who God has revealed himself as in Jesus Christ. Through spirit-revealed scripture. Because even as we pray, if we have the wrong image of the one that we are praying to, we still will not have the peace or the faith that we need. We come in faith to know our faithful God and to listen to his good word to us and to leave the things that we are praying for in his loving care. That is the personal, private Sabbath that we must get into the habit of entering in and resting in. And to do that, other things must wait. Those things are not that important. He is that important. And he comes first. But that itself does does not become evident until we take the time and get in the habit of taking real time with God. Until we get into the habit of looking at Jesus and nothing else. Those other things are not eternal like Jesus is. Jesus is our Sabbath. Of course, there is a public Sabbath too, and that's the holy convocation or gathering that we do uh, like we're doing today each Sunday together as Christ's body to look to him together and to worship him and encourage one another and, and hopefully in this gathering use the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given each one of us ministering to one another and that too must be a priority if we are to stay healthy spiritually God designed it that way too that we encourage one another Well, I want to finish today by talking about one more thing. One thing that happened as I finished, uh, was finishing this sermon, I'm going to talk about smartphones and the internet. You know, our society is, is different today than when most of us grew up. The internet has changed things. We are being encouraged, even coerced, to do more and more online. Our banking, our commerce, our social interactions, and even be entertained over the internet, and it has taken over. And instead of the efficiency that it promises, it's taking away more and more of our time for God, and more and more of our mental rest, and we can hardly get away from it. It's 24-7. Us older folks, we we recognize it at at least, and, and we do resist it, but With the younger generation, it's a given. That's life. And even though I have poor internet access uh, on my farm and my kids don't even like to come home because of that, I still find I still have a problem. I still depend on it. 
And last Wednesday, my cell signal booster at the farm quit working just as Maria and I had made dinner plans and church plans with old Christian friends across the border. A special family was in town that we had not seen for three years and we really wanted to go see them. And when we tried to go online to use the mandatory uh, Arrive Can app, we found that we had no signal and we couldn't do it. And more stress was building as we had made uh, those plans uh, had a timeline. And thankfully, we got on the road and uh, we were able to pick up a signal uh, in between our house and, and the border and picked up uh, cell coverage so that we were able to, to pull over and, and fill in the app. But when we came home, we were still without a phone and internet service. And it's so frustrating because um, we're in the process of building our kitchen and we need the internet for purchases uh, and for know-how, uh, even for purchasing the new booster that uh, the old one, you know, to replace the old one. But you know what I found in the process of all that since last Wednesday? At night, instead of wasting my time with Facebook and YouTube, even though it's never my intention, well, I picked up my Bible instead. And the Christian book that I've been going through, instead of reading a chapter in the morning, I started reading a chapter in the morning and at night. And afterward, I prayed. And, and that's always been, all been a regular routine of mine in the morning, but it hasn't been at night because, of course, at night, I'm fatigued and, and because uh, many of you know that uh, I suffer from tinnitus uh, quite, uh, quite badly. I, I try to get to sleep at 9 or 10 because I know I'm always going to wake up at 1 or 2. And because the ringing is so loud in my ear, I can't get back to sleep. Um, and I you know, have my phone with my Spotify music and I put on my earphones so I don't disturb my wife. And I just try to fall back asleep. Um, with that and of course I didn't have that and my daughter who's sick woke me up with a cough and, and when I, I heard her coughing I remembered the words that I had read about believers laying on their hands on the sick and them recovering and as she coughed I said what am I doing here laying awake she's awake I'm awake I'm going to get out of bed and go upstairs and lay hands on her and pray for her. And I did. And returning to bed, instead of listening to the music I usually cover my earring uh, with, I prayed some more. And I prayed for all of you. And then I listened to my Lord and I received his peace. And to my surprise, I fell asleep. And that helped me realize that when my cell coverage does return, I really need to make some changes in order to find the rest in my Lord more often. Well, what about you? It's easy for me to speak from experience. Sometimes I, um, I look at God's word and he tells me what to speak. And sometimes when I don't have anything, I just tell you what the Lord is telling me. Do you want to have peace? 
will learn to rest regularly in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful. Thank you that you always meet us where we're at, Lord, when we're desperate enough to seek only you, because only you can satisfy us. And Lord, although we often go for temporary fixes, temporary peace that the world offers, Lord, we know that it's your way since the beginning to give us your rest. Help us to remember that, Lord, and to seek your face in Jesus' name.